Alright, you're currently listening to Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound what? Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. You're listening to the sweet sounds of Sound Sessions. Thank you. Hello, how you guys doing? This is Albert Hammond Jr. and you're listening to Sound Sessions. Hey, this is Michael with WGN Radio in Chicago, and I'm sitting with the man himself, Albert Hammond Jr. What's going on, Albert? Just arrived here to South by Southwest, the chaos that is South by Southwest. Right on. How was that? Was the ride over here? Where are you coming from? Uh, we played a show in Santa Fe in Meow Wolf, which was an amazing venue. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of it or been. So is that that's an art collective or something? Correct? Is that what I'm looking at? I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's amazing and beautiful. It's like many rooms creatively done so you can walk through them and there happens to be a venue in it and so it kind of felt like uh playing in an acid trip it's very very cool (laughs) that is that's awesome so speaking of tours you're about to embark on a tour for the new album francis trouble which great album by the way it kind of hits you right from the start which i really enjoyed um what are some of your favorite places to play i know you're playing the troubadour you're coming to chicago on april 6th you're gonna be playing at the bottom lounge so i mean I know that you kind of like these smaller venues. Is that is that true? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would uh, I'd play arenas if I could. I mean, yeah. that's that's the goal. Um, I mean, I like variety, so it's not like I don't like the smaller venues, but it's not like um, I feel like I can make things bigger rooms feel intimate too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, as, as favorite places, I I mean, it changes. It's like. It's like the days, you know, you can go to a place that you haven't had a good show and have a great show. Places where you had great shows can be okay. Yeah. Um, I think that that's what keeps the you on your toes, is you never really know what it's going to be like, and it's your challenge. Sometimes even a challenging room could end up, you know, being one of the best shows and on fire at the end, and that's one of your favorites. Yeah. You know, so it, it just all depends, really. It's all how you perceive it, so it's mm-hmm. very weird. Thing. Well, speaking of arenas, you just got done playing with the Killers on yes. some a big arena tour. How did that go? Because you needed to kind of fire up the audience to to get to this really well known band. Well, that's that's what I'm talking about. As, as soon as I was in those rooms, is I, I realized that I belonged there, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is where these songs fit. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I don't know something else took over. Yeah, and were you vibing with the guys in the Killers? Yeah, for sure. They were all. Um, Every night they'd come back, and we were only there four nights, but they'd come back, and each a new member would come up and be like, "Man, your show is awesome!" So it was it was cool. Right on, man. Right on. So um, I was I was looking back into your history a little bit. Uh, I saw that you ha- kind of had a connection with with wanting to work at a rate um, a record store when you were young, uh, and that was kind of a dream of yours. Was that kind of what? threw you into this music uh, persona and everything? Is it kind of solidified for you? Well, the thing is, it was just, I wanted to work at Kim's, because it was like this really cool record store, and you couldn't get a job unless you, like, someone kind of vouched for you. That was, like, how it worked. So, um... You had to know somebody to get in. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's how they kind of, like, yeah, they had references like that. You couldn't just be like, oh, I want to work there. Mm -hmm. Um, no, it was just, it seemed like that's the first job I got when I was looking for jobs when I moved to New York yeah. I took a year off from college and I was looking for work I went to many different places and the record store was, hired me 
not Kim's, this other one hired me right away. So it just kind of started. I mean, it didn't spawn my love of music, but it, it they definitely gave me music that I never had heard before. Yeah. You know, I, I often find life is almost like a Seinfeld episode sometimes where you meet somebody and they push you in this direction and they push you into that direction. I know that I have a lot of people to thank that I got into radio because of, you know, just bumping in and saying hi. Do you have any people in your life that you can specifically point to that kind of pushed you in, you know, joining the Strokes and then getting into your own solo stuff? Like, any people you could, like, kind of thank for that? Um, I mean... I- that's a big thing in my life to try to listen to just the universe kind of puts stuff in your way sometimes um yeah i mean look i went to my dad asked me if i wanted to go to this boarding school i never really thought of it it's where i met julian then i wanted to uh, i didn't want to go to college but i applied to nyu and i got in somehow um and i went I went there for for like a gap year to work, and I moved across the street from where Julian was, and we ended up moving in together a month after I moved into New York. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's all these things. The people I was walking around with my guitar once, um, trying to get it fixed, and then someone, you know, used to make the strings for it for a Rickenbacker, and then it met me. It, it, he basically it brought me to. Um, Richie's guitar shop, which got it fixed, which is where I bought my guitar, which brought me to to um, what is his name? JP Bowersock, who became my guitar teacher in Julian's and an influence in the first two records. Um, so yeah, I mean that's wow. like there's a lot of people like that in my life. In the same way, with my first record, I uh, stumbled upon Greg Latimer and then met Gus, who I still work with now. Mm-hmm. Um, life has been a, a series of. Of people like that. Yeah. And now the guys you're playing with right now are they are they have you played with them before or are, is this a new? No, it's okay. the first time. This is a, a new band and they're all from uh, the Valley in Los Angeles, which is where I was born and raised. So it kind of I feel like my solo a- albums have done a, a an amazing arc and have ended me back to where I started, at least in the in the sense of where everyone was from. You know, when I fell in love with music. Yeah, right on, man. I really like that because the album is is really cool. I was listening to it uh, throughout the week because it came out on the ninth, yeah. and um, you know you have an amazing story. the The concept behind the album is very interesting. Of Francis Trouble, could you go into that story just a little bit? Sure. I mean, I was I was working with the idea of uh, of an alter ego. Just in, I'd been doing shadow work, and it just. It felt like the more I pushed away from myself, the closer I got to understanding myself. Um, and then I, um, I found out that I mean I always knew I had a twin uh, that that uh, a stillborn I think that's what it's called. At, at five months, it came out of my mom. I don't know how to put it, but I feel like we we must have collided because I had left like a fingernail and other like just bits hanging on my placenta. So I found out about that, and it just kind of helped with this alter ego part it just kind of once again we were talking about you know the universe giving you stuff or yeah. just like meeting people it just was like oh okay this is it's okay to jump into that mm-hmm. realm you know you're always kind of nervous when you're touching new ground um and yeah it opened up a whole new door of how i could what i could be and how i could enter- entertain and how i could portray these songs as in a live scenario Right on, right on. Were there any songs that kind of hit you personally? Because, um, uh, now, are you 36? Are you turning 36? Uh, no, I found out when I was 36. I'm turning 38 in a, 
about a month. Okay, yeah. okay. Because I was listening that there was some kind of significance. Well, no, because I found out the album's 36 minutes long. I found out when I was 36 that those numbers equal oh. nine. Album came out March 9th. 2018 is nine. My birthday is April 9th. So all these just like numbers that ended up equal nine. Not that I'm like... I don't live my life like that, but it's <laughs> like just... Like Jim Carrey, like 23, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, but it's just like, it's fun to play with. Because, uh-huh. you know, if it's fun to play with things like that because, you know, you kind of create your own meaning in life. So it's just, it's just fun, yeah. you know, and yeah. entertainment. <laughs> no, I feel the same way because there's a there's a kismet bond, I guess, between me and the number 27. Like, every time I go. see it... That like, equals 9-2. <laughs> no, that's that's just crazy. <laughs> now we're getting into a whole new realm of things here. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, exactly, exactly. That kind of stuff. Just apartments I've lived in, stuff I've done have all equal this number. And so yeah. to have it be in this for this record to end up here and with the label I'm on and everything that's happening it's just it was just it was just felt magical and beautiful yeah yeah why not hold that for a while <laughs> I, I like that because I get I mean I get into like maybe the, a little too far into the woo woo kind of stuff yeah. sometimes but you know it keeps me busy I mean yeah. you gotta do that uh, speaking we have a similarity I'm also a junior Oh, cool. um, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. So, you know, you often find yourself trying to find your own identity yes. the more you're engulfed in, you know, your dad does this, your dad is that, my dad, um, you know, and you share a lot of similarities. Um, do you have, where do you see yourself finding your identity? Do you think you've found your musical persona and the way you are as a, as a person now, or are you still growing into Albert Hammond? Junior. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's definitely... You know, I had that with a father, and then you join a band, and you get put in a spot, in a place. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, sometimes it can be hard to find out what's you. Um, I feel the most me on stage and in this record uh, now. I feel like everything behind me was like working, digging a tunnel mm-hmm. to find me. Um, and it's it was it's a hard thing to face because you've had to like not be you in front of people, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but it's also led me here, and so yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to put it. Yeah. No, no, that's 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 what I was kind of looking for. You yeah. know, you're just always kind of finding yourself. There's always yeah. a different path to go I, on. I wish I had an answer, but <laughs> I like that. I don't. <laughs> All good. So, uh, so you have the new album Francis Trouble coming out, uh, and yeah, by the way, check it out. I love that opening song that you have on that album. It's a DVSL, yeah. Um, very Beatlesque kind of. I could hear those punchy choruses. Um, yeah. What does DVSL mean? It's a uh, dark versus light. Mm, okay. I uh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, this album has my best lyrics. I don't know if it's because it's the most truth I've put into it or I've just lived more things and so I was able to find a dynamic of because in a song you know because even melody can give you meaning so in a song sometimes when you put words um, it can go many different ways but you have to make it it's like it's like fun and excitement and entertainment mixed with you know a release of different things you've experienced yeah Totally. So on on the new tour, um, you often play a f- cover or two that I, I totally enjoy. You've played everything from Dylan to Guided by Voices. Yeah. My personal favorite was when you played those Misfits covers. Yeah, uh, Misfits were... they... everyone, everyone loves the Last Caress one. I know. It's. <laughs> I mean, it was... 
I loved I loved playing that song. Especially in a place like in Chicago where we have smaller venues uh, and everyone can just go crazy and just, you know, jump around and jump on stage. It just must, must feel so good. Uh, what's going through your headphones now? Can we expect any covers on this new tour? I mean, that's uh, that's kind of my goal is to, in the show, is is to get everyone moving together and just sweating and touching and just that visceral experience of if we're going to be in that room together to just uh, move around. Um I, I still cover the Post of Blowfish Guided by Voices. Yes, um, great, song. great song. Most people don't know it, so they think it's mine, which is also a plus. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. <laughs> um, it's going through my headphones. I mean, nothing that I'm going to, I mean, a lot, but mm-hmm. nothing I'm going to cover right now. I feel like this, th- this record has so many songs to play live. Mm-hmm. I can almost play the whole thing. I think I'm playing almost the whole thing, seven or eight songs of it. So, um, you know, it doesn't leave much room for for covering. Jam-packed. Do you have any good memories of South by Southwest? And you've played here for a few years now. What's your craziest South by Southwest memory? I mean, it's all crazy. I was just telling uh, my wife I woke up this morning and I had, uh, I don't know, it was the smell of the light or just being here. I had this nostalgia of when I first came here not knowing what it, what it was. I, I think it was pre-being signed. It was... Um, and I couldn't tell what it made me miss. If it was just like this unknown, this you, the youth, the 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 feeling of of success, but not having it. There's something about that that's just I couldn't put my finger on it. But I just had, had a great nostalgia this morning. That that um, that was wonderful. I, I crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the place in general is crazier than than one man could be. Uh, it has just gotten more and more full. Uh, it's like walking around in a giant amusement park. <laughs> you know, I'm still hoping for the day when like someone's playing a sax solo in the bathroom. I still kind of want to have, uh, you know, shows where they put people <laughs> like acoustic, like a singer-songwriter in the bathroom. Because <laughs> that's like what a Portlandia skit would be of uh, mm-hmm. of South by Southwest. It's a little, uh, yeah, I could see that. You know, the Keep Austin weird kind of thing. You, you know. kind of. I mean, I played the convention center one year. And I don't even think anyone knew that it was here, and it was so, it was so strange. Um, I mean, look here. I mean, I guess you're filming it, but we're just in this makeshift. It's just funny. It it is. It is. You we're, know? It's like a little too sterile, almost. It's turning. Yeah. Out. I mean, I don't know. Your experience from it would be different than mine because I've come in as like a performer. But it's very. It's it's funny that everyone's coming to hear stuff because probably probably sonically, it's like everyone's worst show yeah. <laughs> you know well I'm just saying there's no time to it's speed 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 yeah yeah there's a million I mean one time I wasn't even allowed it was sold out and I went out I forget what I was doing warming up or doing something and they wouldn't let me back in because they said it was sold out and I tried, tried to tell them that I was on stage so I wasn't taking up any room but they wouldn't let me in <laughs> I'm serious I'm serious it wasn't until like our walkout song co- came on and like no one could find me that they checked back in the back and they were like I was like he guy won't let me in <laughs> man that's a power move if I've yeah. ever heard of one yeah yeah that's crazy alright well cool well you're coming to Chicago April 6th and um, we're stoked to have you always a pleasure do you have any cool memories of Chicago that you can share with everybody yeah lots I mean just even the last time I played there it was uh, it was amazing it was a bottom it was bottom lounge same as it was just packed fun night yeah um I think I was there that night too. You were. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's funny, April 6th, it's like three days before my birthday, I'm playing it. Um, I don't know, I love Chicago. Yeah. It's a great city. We love you too. Um, okay, before I let you go, just one, one last few questions. Um, sure. Do you have any guilty pleasures, whether it be with music or in life? Um, I mean, I try not to feel guilty about things I do. Good, that's the good answer, yeah. You know, because I don't, uh, I don't know, especially with music, it's, I, don't, I don't need to, you know, I feel like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, but I have things that I, that I love, like I, I think about riding a motorcycle and being on track about at least once a day. <laughs> what kind of motorcycle do you drive? I have an R6, which is a Yamaha. Just because the R1, I think it's better to learn on. I don't think you'll ever really use where I'm at the thousand cc. But because I ride track, yeah, okay. like with the leather suit and stuff. I don't know if you know MotoGP, but it's like that, but just not in competition. I had no idea you did that. Oh yeah, that's like my. That's like if. That's basically. I feel like my other reason for being alive <laughs> right on so my music and then when I'm not doing that I'm on I would like to be on a motorcycle on a track so is that what you do to kind of keep your mind away from playing music and stuff do you get some ideas when you're on the track because I well you can do some great thinking when you're on a motorcycle yeah it's very meditative um, learning something new uh, I don't think of it like that it's just I love the feeling of it I love learning it and getting better and better and seeing you know this experience with with a, this machine that you have and how you can push it and it pushes you and it's scary and it's fun i just like the buttons it pushes in my head i i kind of need i don't know I, I you know maybe i yeah. tried to ignore it but had i grabbed it when i was three years old i might have had a different life <laughs> no that's awesome because i drive a i drive a yamaha scooter 150 cc it's not as not as heavy as that i can't take it on any tracks or anything <laughs> like that that, that's very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us uh, here on Sound Sessions on WGN Radio. Um, have a great tour, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Sound Sesh Pod. And check us out on Instagram at Sound Sessions WGN.